Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising. All right, hello and welcome to all our Media Talk listeners. Um, I have to say it's hard to believe, but that's already the, we're celebrating the second year of our Media Talk podcast. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to all our listeners for following us and, and tuning in on a, on a regular basis. And um, today I'm privileged to welcome John Lewis, Head of Commercial Innovation and Partners at Channel 4. John, hello. Hello, Manu. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, John, I don't think you need to be, um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, you're probably quite well known in the industry, but for those who do not know you, um, could you just give a quick intro about you and your role at Channel 4? Yeah, so I've been at Channel 4 um, over 11 years now and done a couple of different roles during that time. But I suppose most recently in the last 18 months, my job really is to, I talked about this the other day, almost experiment really um, and find new um, new ways of innovating, uh, creating new revenue streams, do that within our core business um, on our streaming platform, also other areas where um where we, where we might find opportunities that are adjacent to what we do so one of the other sort of emerging areas is e-commerce so um so yes yeah, so i've been doing that probably just over um, a year 18 months now um and yeah i think one of the things that we're going to talk talk about today is what we've been experimenting with in relation to um our streaming experience particularly around the advertising experience this is really sort of a topic i really wanted to tackle today um and i think it's topic that we don't really talk much about um and i think this that kind of viewer experience in particular because at, at the end of the day no matter how much you spend on advertising if you're creating if you're creating an ad, an ad it's not being seen um that you know there's no impact and ultimate no no roi so um and i think the viewer experience has always been very central to broadcasters in particular um we're sort of constantly sort of fi fine-tuning the um, uh, and uh, sort of it, and, and, and trying to establish an optimum ad experience. Um, and I think that's a very delicate balancing act because um, on one hand, you need to maintain a positive user experience with limited disruption. On the other hand, you need to ensure advertiser reach their sort of campaign goals, and you need to ensure you generate sufficient revenue for to fuel new investment in 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 premium content um so you've been doing some really interesting stuff in that space uh recently so mm -hmm. just gonna dive in and c could you just give us a little bit of details of what what you introduced earlier this year uh, and what's these what's the proposition yeah so so we took some cues actually from from what um embassy you're doing in the states about um just over a year ago actually um, so we were looking at what, what was happening on the Peacock platform, where Peacock had basically uh, launched, what, about three and a half years ago now, um, with a reduced ad load and sort of high-impact ad format. So we spent some time um, in New York, uh, I think it was by, way back in November last year, um, and, and understood that there was kind of a real, you know, there was real value in, in, in um, reducing ad load and delivering high-impact ad formats. So we took... Took those principles, I suppose, and that thinking, and at the early part of this year, started to experiment in the lab. Um, so this was a closed environment. Um, it was a cohort of around about um, a thousand users where we would, where we tested 
Um, we, we, we worked with about 30 brands to test a number of formats. We had about, I think, about half a dozen formats that we were mm. looking at, some of, some of which focused around reduction of ad loads, but the, the other areas were, were thinking about how we could drive more innovation through the advertising experience, through um, layers of interactivity, and also sort of um, laddering in kind of um, shoppable um, interactive type formats using QR codes, etc. Um, and it was it was really really interesting actually to see the responses that we got. I mean, if going back one step, the, the the rationale for this was was twofold: to help um, potentially drive um, advertising efficacy um, and um, you know deliver, deliver deliver better impact for clients, but also importantly to make sure that we constantly think about the, the viewer experience. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because. It's interesting that relatively how little has been done in this space for, yeah. for 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 many years, right? There's not really that much that's been going on in terms of the um, you know the advertising break or even the thirty second ad from yeah. a broadcaster perspective, and and you know really stimulated our thinking when we were seeing what um, what what Comcast, NBCU have been doing. So yes, yeah, so, so we we kicked off that experiment in the lab initially. Kind of Jan, Feb, mm. March with about I think we had about thirty advertisers on board, um, and we had some really really positive results. and And what happened was we we basically we honed in on what we thought would be um, some products that we could then roll out, and then we could put into a live environment, as it were. Mm-hmm. What what kind of prompted you to do this what was in terms of timing why why now <laughs> in some ways and uh i think yeah. um there's, there's 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 an opportunity to um maybe offer a, a, a second tier of advertising experience mm. there's an opportunity okay. to appeal to um a broader cohort of okay. advertisers that might not necessarily be advertising or spending on our streaming platform um, and look, you know, part of my job is 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 to is part of my role is to, is to drive innovation and to drive new thinking, right? So, um, and we got the business behind it. It was helpful that um, we had an um, experience from NBCU. So, you know, we had our executive board sort of very, very supportive of, of the principle of doing this. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not to say that the advertising experience is broken because it's not. This is just. A way of us potentially appealing to a different cohort of advertisers that want that want are willing to. I mean, let's be let's be really frank. Are willing to pay probably a premium because these are very very high high value high premium opportunities that won't appeal to every every advertiser. But the idea is that there there, there is a there is another tier of um, opportunity here that we can that we can service. So so yeah. So we took that thinking. Um, we worked with, I think it was around 15, 16 brands um, to then take it into the into the live environment. And we tested um, two specific two specific formats. One was really related around um, basically reducing the number of ads within a particular pod or break, which we called, yeah. we called our light yeah. composition. So ads that ran in breaks no longer than 60 okay. seconds. Um, and then the other format that we looked at was our Solus product, where effectively we um, the, 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 the basically the proposition was that there was a pre-roll um, in in the in the first break that was that was signposted um, in, and and kind of like you know basically took over took over that break, which was you know you know the kind of like um, the, the real sort of premium format. 
So thank you for that. The I reckon well, I think the, the 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 prime question is what were the results coming out of the, the yeah so, <clears throat> so there's there was I mean in in the second phase so, so the, what we did was we um, to test it we ran um, QR codes in the stream so we would we would frame each advertising experience to the viewer and encourage viewers to engage or interact. Um, there was an opportunity to win. I think it was a gift voucher, fifty pound gift voucher, um, and engage with um, a response to that experience. And we were testing uh, brand affinity, uplift, um, that kind of thing. We had okay. something like I think in total via the QR code, but also via email. I think around about four thousand responses back, which was pretty pretty good um, for, for 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 the number of. Um, instances that we shared and we said we saw that for the for the light ad format we saw the property recalls up something like 44 percent um Ooh. and um brand affinity was up i think it was 23 percent within the test group so there was a very very positive feeling about about the light so the reduced um uh, number of ads in the break this the solus ad, ad format was was huge so we had we saw prompted recall um had a 73 percent uplift for those responding um and this and and but and, and it was um basically up something like um 81 for test group that responded via via email so it was and then brand affinity was i think up overall something like 35 percent versus the control so so the solus format was the one that had real impact because it was effectively yeah. like a um, effectively a stream takeover. Um, so we're yeah we're really encouraged by the results. That's yeah. I mean these are pretty pretty amazing in some ways. I suppose you've shared that with the advertisers and the agencies. How was yeah, so, what has been the response from from so them? We, so we had the um, we shared the results so about two or three weeks ago. So we we've been sharing the, um, the headline results with the agencies and the advertisers that are involved. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're now planning on rolling out these propositions and probably more over the course of early part of next year. Um, and, you know, we, we, hope, we, we will hopefully build on these formats, so the kind of like reduced ad load formats, to also think about how we drive greater interactivity either layering on top of the formats that we've tried with the lower ad loads or looking at more more interactive ads in the round um, next year um, and also looking at the various different um, technology opportunities that are out there that can help um, support that from a kind of particularly from a big screen interactivity perspective because I think that's really the area that we're going to be focused on moving forward because over 75 percent of our views now are coming through big screen or ctv as, as, yeah. as some people like to call it so so there, there is a there is a lot of activity in this space and i think what advertisers are looking for now is that you know that more that particularly some eyes some advertisers are looking at more performance based and also kind of ro roi based indicators so yeah. all of these things kind of point to that um but you know as i said i think we, we very much see that there's a there's a cohort of advertisers that maybe are more younger skewing and more upmarket mm -hmm. skewing that are very much willing to kind of like um, access these types of formats in the future. Yeah, and try a different format. Ultimately, I yes. think they want to try something new, something a little different and, you know, um, create an edge in some ways. Absolutely. You, with the, 
I would say with the hybridation, I call it the hybridation of the market, but, uh, you know, this move of SVOD in particular or subscription uh, video on demand into so this hybrid world where they, you know, they offer uh, subscription, but also um, ad supported um, VOD experience. Do you see, how do you see this impacting either the user experience, but also, you know, what, how is, is, is this going to evolve and how does, does that affect you in some ways as well? Yeah, I think that's, I think it's an important question. And one of the, maybe one of the other cues for us in terms of looking at this, um, this particular area in terms of the advertising experience. I mean, there was some um, narrative that came from Netflix, I think, earlier on this week around, you know, what Netflix are doing in the in the advertising yeah. space um, and how they're looking at um, a more reduced ad load experience on their platform. And I think that's it's important to, to recognise that some of the S4 players are coming into the market yeah. and will be offering different, different types of formats and different experiences. And I think it's important for broadcasters such as ourselves to kind of be in that space and experimenting but but experimenting based on on evidence and proof points and research that we're doing so i think that's that's going to be an ongoing um process for us over the course of the next 12 months is to continue to sense check what we do with our audience get the feedback from our audience and i think what's been really pleasing to see is that the level of response and interaction we've had from our audience that are willing to engage and tell us what they think. And I think it plays well to, as I say, not just the the commercial teams within Channel 4, but also our products and editorial teams that want, that welcome this kind of activity because ultimately we want to keep um, our viewers, consumers um, on our platform for longer. Yeah. Um, we want the advertising experience to be seamless and to be, um acceptable and and hopefully enjoyable and i think you know our viewers understand that there's a trade-off you know we're free to air platform and we very much stand by the free to air proposition and principle yeah. um but if we can improve the advertising experience improve the viewing experience then all, all the all the boats rise so to speak so it kind of like it's a kind of win-win sort of scenario for us so this will be a, a continue area of focus for us i would say over the course of the next 12 months very good. So I, yeah, and I, and I think you need you need to create and you skew towards sort of younger audiences as well. So it lends itself to sort of a new sort of creative um, uh, as well. So that's great. So I think we will follow very closely um, what you've done and, and what the results are and what's going to happen in in, in the future. And maybe um, hope, uh, you know we'll talk again um, maybe in a few months time uh, or, or towards the uh, the end of next year and see how that has progressed and what the sort of the results are. I think that'd be, uh, that'd be fascinating. John, um, I usually end my podcast, uh, we're reaching the end of, uh, of our conversation, but I, you know, I always ask my guests a sort of a more sort of personal question about something they really care about, but you did something rather extraordinary i think uh, recently um and i thought you if you might want to briefly share what you achieved okay um well thank you for that i mean i don't know if it was extraordinary but yeah i we uh, myself and four others decided to swim the english channel um in september for charity for for stand up to cancer which is a regular event in the channel 4 calendar um which supports cancer research so we have a have a big event um what series of shows um, that, that, that launched fairly recently. And as part of that, we, we, we chose to swim the English Channel, which is a 23-mile swim. Uh, there was five of us. Um, it took us 12 and a half hours to do, and we were training for a year. 
Um, it was one of the hardest, most difficult, most terrifying things I've ever done. Uh, swimming in the dark at 11 o'clock at night from Dover and then, and then arriving at Cap Greenez uh, the next day, next lunchtime. All the team were amazing. We raised around £70,000 for cancer research, which was fantastic. Um, and we got a lot, lot of support from the industry, which I am truly grateful for. So, so yeah, so, but I won't be doing that again, Manu. <laughs> say that much. But, um, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually swim 23 or is it actually more? Because, you know, you, know, you yeah, never it's, do it's, on it's, it's a little bit more because you, you move with the currents yeah. and the tides. But, um, but yeah, we, we, we're very, it's, it's a very, it's a very privileged thing to do because it's quite hard to, find a slot to to get on a boat and and and, and achieve oh, yeah. it and also there's not there's not many well there's there's a lot of people that fail as there's many uh, uh, complete it because it is quite a challenging thing yes. to do and, and it's all reliant you're all reliant on each other to to do their bit so yeah okay. um, full credit to the team and uh, the people that are involved yeah. that, that, helped, that helped us along the way that's you know i think I've, i think that's absolutely amazing i think we underestimate how difficult it is to actually swim in the sea when you're in the middle of that you know <laughs> of that exactly. part of the channel so uh, with the jellyfish I mean, and all the other stuff that's floating around in the english channel so yeah it was uh, yeah. it was not to be repeated but i'm glad we did it was worth uh, definitely worth sharing so uh, well done to you and the rest of the team um i mean i think this is a yeah truly a incredible achievement and all for a good cause as well which is um, um very inspiring uh, so uh, thank you for sharing john um, Thanks, Manny. That's it for today. Thank you ever so much, John. Thank you again. Um, thank you also for all our um, uh, Media Talk listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising.